0: Hello, dear listeners. How are you doing? Episode number 78. And episode number 78 is not the planned episode. Obviously, things have changed this year. Things are always subject to change at the moment. And uh, that's the way this podcast is rolling at the moment, just like everything else in the world. Um, So this is the end of year roundup. I'm going to call episode 78 simply and purely end of year roundup. So how are you doing? I hope you're all surviving these crazy, crazy times Um, and in whatever part of the world. I know some parts of the world's listeners listening down under and below that you are by the sounds of it, by what I've seen from newsreels, newsreels—what year do I live in? Newsreels—that things have improved, and that uh, you're in your summer, and that life isn't quite as complex as it is in other parts of the world. Uh, to all my dear listeners in the US, my heart is with you. But then we're pretty much on the same level as you over here in the UK, so. Um, but wherever you are, whatever corner of the world, and there are people, I keep seeing new countries pop up, um, whatever's going on that you're managing to stay safe and healthy and sane, okay? So bear that in mind as you go throughout your day and as while you're listening to this podcast, whatever you might be doing. Um, so this is kind of a bit of a end-of-year roundup. and. Unlike other years, the Roundup is kind of, well, um, (laughs) there's been some, there's not been, well, there's not been a great amount of positive stories to tell. I mean, there have been some, and I've had some nice guests, Um, but it's been mainly been me, and it's been quite sporadic. Um, I'm not going to apologise again, because I always do, but, you know, this is the way the world's been. Um, I did plan to put something new out before now and well to be really honest with you I've with one thing and another I've been busy preparing to launch the mindfulness meditation business um, and then just getting by day-to-day in a pandemic Um, and again I'll be honest because I think it's good that we share that even though I practice mindfulness and um, and, and I meditate every day that I don't always find this time easy and no one does and there's that's one thing about mindfulness is that it's not a a cure-all way to live it's just it does help but um so yeah so you know I've struggled just as much as uh, anyone else um and I I really I just didn't want to chase up the people I was planning to chat to to have here on the pod as I really wasn't feeling the the impetus and um, and kind of the excitement to get us all together because creating a podcast isn't always the easiest task, especially with guests. It takes time and energy, especially if you're trying to liaise with the guests and you've got to work out times, tie up dates. Uh, a lot of my guests have been in different time zones Um, And then you have to edit it. Um, And so, to be frank, I decided to tie up the year really just by this one podcast and to start fresh with guests in the new year. So, look, please keep on subscribing. um, And those guests will appear in good time. And those podcasts will appear in good time so keep on keeping on and um and thank you for sticking with me and even though i do fall silent and have done a lot of 2020 uh it's just the way it's been um if you do want specific christmas episodes of the podcast uh with guests you can return to there's two episodes that were just christmas ones there's episode 53 which I entitled Cinderella Rockefeller because I was doing Cinderella at the time playing one of the Ugly Sisters uh, in Portsmouth and that's with the cast of that panto um, and it's basically a fun chat and everyone's having a few drinks in a pub in Portsmouth and it's just, I think we'd say, banter between us and, and it's quite good fun so you can go to that one yeah, and I'd say it's very Christmasy um also episode 34 which was just called christmas special there's a whole host of chums that i'm talking to there and there's even christmas music and everything involved in that um so go to those if you if you want to find something if you have not listened to them you want to find something on this podcast channel that is uh christmas themed it's there for you um and i'd love to see those podcasts listened to especially number 53, as I say, because it's really just fun pub chat a few winds down. Um, but anyway, I'm giving myself a break uh, and I'm looking forward to 2021. weary really, I suppose, with the hope that vaccinations will happen fairly swiftly. And they have, they have started in the UK um, and that we've my new business, and guests on the podcast, and hopefully a return to the stage, probably for at least Panto next Christmas, if nothing else, then we can have a full year of podcasts and guests and positivity, because there is a distinct lack of that around at the moment. But yeah, um, that's that's the aim. <laughs> but no promises, because who knows what the world will continue to throw at us all, but um, I'm basically I'm giving in and preparing for a for Christmas, but for a very for a very different Christmas. Um, essentially, it's going to be quite uh, quite a quiet one, as it is for a lot of us in the world. I think um, we are oh, the royal we me and my husband and I are planning to. Uh, yes cook ourselves nice things we're going to cook ourselves a, a christmas dinner uh we're going to see family members for a walk socially distanced during the day but we're not going to get together with family because to be honest i know at the moment they're still saying that we're allowed to but if even if that doesn't change i don't think myself or my family members would be particularly comfortable with that so uh keeping uh a wide berth from doing any of that uh, we are having um, we have uh, a dear friend of ours and she will be joining us in the evening because she's our bubble we've only got one other person in our bubble um, and we're allowed to to have the person who bubbles with you uh, to be with you over Christmas and even if there were Christmas rules changed in tier three that's still allowed um, as it was allowed over lockdown as well um, but you have to be quite strict about who you have in those bubbles um, the rules and regulations can get confusing we'll be playing by the rules very much because we just want to get through this and not Christmas to get through this pandemic and, and see the other side and it can be frustrating when other people don't play by the rules but I'm trying to make a concerted effort to not let myself get too wound up by the idiots in the world um anyway going back to christmas yeah we're gonna cook cook nice food and have a few treats and some wine and tv we bought ourselves a new television nice new television um to entertain ourselves with watch lots of films we're going to stream some drag shows and stuff like that and generally just try and keep relatively healthy and mindful i'm using the word again um as i speak in london london is is joining the majority of the uk at midnight this evening in tier three now if you're listening from outside the uk as lots of you definitely do we have quite a confusing and ever-changing tier system, of which tier three is the officially the highest alert. Um, but it's causing so much stress, not only through people fearing COVID and, and its after effects, but also it's really confusing and really not making complete sense. Um, we definitely do need to be on high alert because um, it sounds like London is is definitely has a massive rise in cases, and action definitely needs to be taken. Um, however, the places that have the highest transmissions rates, rates, I should say, are the schools. And our bloody ridiculous, incompetent, amateurish and An inept government insists on keeping schools open. It's only for a few days, but it really is time just to shut it all down. Anyway, our local council, we live in a borough. In London, there's boroughs. And our borough is Greenwich, the Royal Borough of Greenwich. And our local borough had closed our schools in our borough um, because it was sensible and figures told them that it was the safest thing to do and so that was happening on sunday night that was uh, information given to all the uh, to everybody in the borough um with children and then the government then threatened Greenwich council with legal action for closing the schools um to which Greenwich council stated that they they can't justify public funds to fight the government so the schools opened up again. Uh, how many people will send their children back because it's so confusing and probably concerning for some parents uh, with elderly people in the house? I don't know. It's just a mess. The whole thing here, here we go. <laughs> it's a bit of a rant, but it's it's a sham. <laughs> um, the way that Boris Johnson and his band of ignorant cronies have dealt with the virus is really shameful. Um, Now, I know I don't normally rant politically, but I know that I speak for many of my friends and my family and neighbours and people in the community in my anger and dismay at the way that this has been handled. Um, It's just, it, it is just dumbfounding. And there's no there's no other word for it. It's just, I am absolutely dumbfounded. And I keep thinking, we Londoners, keep thinking things can't get any worse. And with the government, and they can't make any more boo-boos, but they do. And obviously we've got... And I'm not trying to bring us down on this podcast because that's not my job, but there is Brexit ahead of us which happens on new year and yeah and that's been as we know has been dealt with again appallingly and there are so many problems and uh there's no deal been settled as yet i think at the last time i looked at it again i have been having news just blacking out news because it's been so bleak but at the moment i've had to pay more attention because the rules and regulations are changing again Now, with this tier three thing, I do have to say I'm really very sad for a lot of my friends in theatre who had taken chances by putting a show together again, whether they're performers, directors or producers, and they've fought to get shows up and running again, followed all the safety rules and regulations, and some have only been open for a couple of days or a day and are having to close again and that's financially crippling the industry already is as i've said before in this podcast and this has happened all around the world the performance spaces rehearsal spaces theaters concert halls um venues have closed and a lot lots of clothes for good and these theatres and production companies and performers are really fighting to keep something alive I mean personally I wouldn't feel 100% I'm being completely honest I wouldn't feel 100% comfortable in going into a space but these theatres have been Covid checked and are probably a lot safer than the than the shops and the shopping centres that remain open and some of them are packed um it just yeah so that's a personal choice for me for not going into theatres and cinemas because i i'm a hypochondriac as i've said before and that's a a very personal choice and it's not I, i worry about walking down the street sometimes in these times um and sometimes i know that the science isn't there and i worry unnecessarily but but as far as there were people who felt comfortable, and I have seen theatres who had spaced out the seating, who were doing checks, who were keeping their performers safe, and I feel sorry for the people that really wanted to go and, and have some kind of normality, whether as performers or audience members, and that's been taken away from them. Friends who work in the hospitality sector... People who who work in restaurants are managers of pubs and bars and restaurants, um, who are going to be closed down till well, whenever. I'm 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 just not sure. Uh, It's it's the the thing that I think is really galling is that as I say, the big shopping centres, the shopping malls, and a lot of the big shopping areas remain open and particularly busy. Um, some parts of London have, at certain times of the day, have have kind of been, I think, people just going a little bit mad. And I kind of again, I understand people wanting to buy lots of nice things and get lots of nice presents, but some of that can be done online. Um, and... I suppose there is also, I would, the people like going and seeing Christmas lights. I love doing that, even though I'm not always the hugest fan of Christmas as a holiday. I do like the lights and stuff, that part of Christmas I really enjoy. And I'd love to go up to Regent Street and see the Christmas lights, but um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think I'm going to be doing that. Um, unless a job took me up there, but I would avoid being around there at any time where it's busy um i I just yeah it 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 all it needs to change the 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 shop the, the the problem with the shops that needs to change but and pretty immediately and whether it will change i don't know and also they in our on our news on our bbc news i was just looking at before recording they were talking about christmas and the christmas rules because there is supposed to be a relaxing of rules for families to be together at christmas and this is so complex because there are elderly people who are stuck on their own and they have been looking forward to being with their family um but scientists seem to be indicating that it probably isn't safe and clear i mean it isn't you don't even need scientists to tell you this that it could be risky and that the government have kind of handed it over to the people and said well you know it could be risky but you know be careful don't hug don't kiss but if you're going to your family and you haven't seen somebody for months and months and months and it's christmas and you have a sherry it, it probably will happen i just think It's, it's, yeah, it's so complicated. Um, But my personal feeling is that if we can pass through this Christmas and hold off from all being together and then maybe in Easter or late spring or even in the summer, hopefully we can start being together with people again and celebrating late Christmases and Easter's and summer holidays and maybe thinking about doing things like going for a holiday even if we're not leaving our countries but you know traveling to other locations than our own towns and cities for breaks and feeling a bit safer and if we have to if we have to compromise and allow i mean i'm i'd be i'd be behind it if if because it's not cancelling Christmas, it's just changing Christmas, um, finding ways that people who are elderly on their own to to, to make sure that people are visiting to them, even if it's just going to see them outside of a house and talking through a window. It's not perfect, it's not great, and for a lot of people it will be crushing, but safer to be a bit crushed for now and and, st- and and staying alive um, but again I know there is the argument and it is a good one that some people are just so desperate to see people and for their mental health they want to be with their families I'd love to be sitting down with I'd love to be going to dreams of going to the pub with a big group of friends for Christmas drinks or my favourite which is New Year's Eve I, I've always enjoyed New Year's Eve and over the years we've had parties and Quite often we've gathered. Last year I was ill and I had uh, a very high temperature and a recurring cough the, the day before. So who knows whether that was anything related to what's going on? I don't know. Um, but I was in bed on New Year's Eve. So I was ill last year and now this year it's cancelled. I was kind of, when I, this time, well, not this time last year, but New Year's Eve, thinking, okay, this is going to be all right because. In a year's time, I'll be back with people again. Darn it. Um, Anyway, whatever you're doing, however it's playing out for you, just look after yourselves, both physically and mentally. Um, And I think it's just a case of everyone figuring out what works best for them, certainly in the UK. The other thing that's happened is, and I find it so depressing and I'm going to use the word, is the, depressing, is that there has been this, the government has created a a north-south divide, which hasn't really existed, not really, for years, or maybe it has, and I've been completely unaware of it, and maybe I'm the idiot for not being fully aware of that fact, but I don't think it had existed. I didn't feel it, Um, and I have lots of friends who come from the north uh, one of my best friends lives in the north. It just... And there's... No, there isn't any... The, I I can see why people in the north of England had been upset. Because they'd been kept in tier three. And London was in tier two, which meant freedom was... There was more freedom to move about and for people to socialise. And probably it should have... all We should have all been at the same level. And I... I don't know how you police this. Um as a country as a as a united kingdom um it's very difficult because some areas are they they have you know have very uh low figures and the big cities of course are higher but yes anyway the media i suppose they encouraged and allowed this north south stuff to happen and it's just nonsense and we just need all to be looking out for each other, because, yeah, I don't feel particularly privileged in London. And as I say, at the moment, we've been thinking about leaving, Um, not right now, but, you know, our plan is probably to move onwards from London um, as soon as we can start thinking about that as a reality again. Um, So, yeah, anyway, that's a bit of a rant, but I felt today was necessary and I felt it's good because I know that a lot of my listeners all around the world are are feeling and have expressed that they're feeling the strain um and it's good to to share it and even though as I say I practice mindfulness and meditation and that is definitely one way to help things and keep yourself grounded there is still the ongoing struggle. anyway, that is the rant over. Um, and let's hope by late spring or summer we are all able to be returning to a more regular service, um, moving around our towns and our cities and without such worry and and seeing our friends who we haven't seen for so long that for me is the thing is that I miss people. there are so many people I really missed seeing, um, even people who are friends on the other side of London. Um, and people who are just a few miles away, really, and normally would see all the time, just haven't seen them for a year now and longer with some. Um, anyway, that's the end of my COVID chat. Um, and I encourage you to do whatever you need to do to get by, um, but look after yourselves. Anyway, let's move on to recommendations. Now, this week... Um, my recommendations are... And there's one that's Christmas-themed. Hooray! Let's be positive and talk cheeriness. Um, there is a recommendation, and it's the Jinx and Dela holiday special. It's Jinx, Monsoon, and Ben de la Creme, who are, for a lot of the listeners know who, exactly who they are. For people who don't, they are two... Uh, well, they were both Seattle-based once upon a time, um, at Drag Queens, and they were... Uh, well one was a winner of a season of RuPaul's Drag Race and another one really did win a season but i don't want to spoil it because in case you're still watching your way through them um but yeah um they are comedy queens and they there's a, there's a lot to them they're brilliant writers um they are good vocalists um I paid, in the UK, I paid £10 and I got my ticket through sohotheatre.com I think you can get it on their website they have their own website as well um, for the show but i say in the UK I paid £10 Um, and it's kind of an alternative Christmas bit of fun it's campy it's kind of like old school American Christmas specials um, that we occasionally got to see in the UK but I know in the US and that was a regular thing and still is to some degree um and they're a bit cheeky they're a bit dirty in their language and uh humor but the the colors the visuals of it are superb and it's not it's not done well it might have been done it doesn't look like it's done on a shoestring it looks like a lot of time and effort have been spent into it it's all done on a sound stage and it's kind of their own christmas world um But it's all their own work and they write for each other and the songs are songs and the pastiches are are hilarious and and yeah i'd say if you want something that's christmassy and a little bit a bit of darker humor and adult humor then that is your first stop and it's called yeah uh, the jinx and dale holiday special so go and find that um and have a have a laugh um, now, for as far as music, now I'm a little bit late for this one. I came out in June <laughs> and I completely missed it. But I would say this is now my album of the year. I probably named one way back in the summer, probably, and that was a little bit premature. This is definitely the album of the year. Um, it's by two girls called chloe and hallie and the album is called ungodly hour and wow it's so superb it's a bit of tlc destiny's child indie um sugar babies but more sophisticated though i love the sugar babies don't get me wrong um it's just uh Every song is so well crafted and more than more than the other girl bands I've just named. There's so much, there's a lot of atmosphere and drama in it. Um, they have amazing, they're blissful harmonies um, and soul to the hilt. And yeah, the album is called Ungodly Hour. The track Ungodly Hour itself is with Disclosure, which kind of gives you a bit of a flavour of the stuff they're doing. Um, and that particular track in itself has is now the earworm of the year to the point that I wake up in the night if I need to go for a wee and that song plays, is playing in my head. Um, and I can play it over and over and still not get bored of it and it's just stuck with me. But just... Superb, superb. So go and check that out. That's Chloe and Hallie and the album Ungodly Hour. Um, streaming everywhere. So go and check that out. Um, podcast recommendation. And my podcast recommendation will be for um, it's Grounded with Louis Theroux, which is a BBC Sounds Radio Four production. But I listen to it on my Apple Podcasts. And it's the yeah it's the second season, and uh, guests such as guests such as uh, Michaela Cole of I May Destroy You fame, and if you haven't watched that, then why not get to it? It's incredible, um, but that's super interesting. Um, then uh, this week he was chatting to Rylan Rylan Clark Neal of. Celebrity Big Brother and X Factor fame in the UK, but actually, there's a lot more to him than that. He's, I think, he's probably coming, if if not already, is a bit of um, an institution in the UK, um, and he is surprisingly um, candid, and it's really fun listening to him talk um, and talk about the. The bloke behind the Ryland persona um and yeah if, if you're if you're not aware of him and you don't live in the uk have a google rylan clark neil and you'll see him um and uh, yeah he's a big personality and uh, say he's much loved by many um and uh, yeah and then the first season has all sorts of wonderful people um but yes that is my podcast to go to at the moment i'd say that's one i really look forward to um so go and listen to that after you've listened to me here um and finally um because i'm going to again I'll keep this one brief it's just really to check in with you and say merry christmas in the coming weeks i'm going to be launching my mindfulness business i hate using the word business because it's it's well, it is that, but it's more than that. Um, but anyway, it's called Matt's Mindful Mission. Matt's Mindful Mission, and I will be launching on YouTube and Instagram. There'll be videos going up there um, where you can check in with me. Um, I'll be leaving some free meditations and also just giving people uh, links to how to sign up and and to join me in some classes online at the moment and hopefully hopefully late spring early summer i can be back in a room with people as well Um, but i can do classes with people around the world this way on zoom etc um but yes and i plan to have chats on the podcast with other mindfulness meditation people teachers and experts etc and possibly dedicate some episodes to that um but stay tuned for that one now i i truly truly because you are especially you, dear listener, right you, you there now. You've been dedicated, you've stuck by me through everything and through 2020 and through all my breaks and people, you keep coming back and listening. And for that, I am genuinely, eternally grateful. And as I say, I'm always here as an ear. If you ever want to get in touch with me, drop me a line, uh, DM me on Twitter Um, All the details are on the websites but yeah do feel free to get in touch Um, and I really do hope you have managed to have and survive the Christmas and New Year period and that you all stay really safe and well and keep looking out for each other and that you're not alone and that if you are ever stuck on your own and even if you don't feel like you want to contact me that this podcast will always be here to be your friend okay so feel free to consider me and the podcast your friend and you are friends of the podcast so yeah always come back if ever you're feeling low lonely or usually want cheering up i know this one's been a bit of a Bit of a whinge, but, you know, I'm just showing you that I'm human. Anyway, I think that's it for now. That's it for 2020. So look after yourselves. Stay safe. Stay sane. And I'll be back. Keep subscribing and then you'll know. I'll be back in 2021 with guests, news, fun stuff, positivity. All right. Have a good one. Lots and lots of love.